yeah, let the dogs out. What? Do what? <laughs> let the dogs out. You know, like, ooh, let the dogs out. Ooh, ooh. Off the Hook, airing on offthehooksports.com. Your home for real news, real opinions, and what really matters about Tennessee athletics. Always available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, iHeart. Like, share, follow, subscribe. Always available wherever you find your favorite podcasts. And a good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever you're watching this, we broadcast live at 8.30 each and every week. Day morning. Not sure when you're watching. Thank you for those that are already on board. We greatly appreciate that. Good morning, Brittany. We'll have this day in sports history a little bit later. This day in Tennessee sports history, thanks to Brittany. And also, we will have uh, Caleb Calhoun to break down Josh Heupel's press conference yesterday. Talk of a book already in the works by the Knoxville News Sentinel. That may not be the best idea, but Tennessee, Georgia, number one versus number two in the biggest game in program history, I would say, since the 2001 SEC championship game. So it is huge. Good morning to you, Smoky Mountain Red. And Joey, good morning to you as well. Yes, thanks for being on time. We don't, you don't have to be on time because it is on our YouTube channel. Please like, subscribe, and share. But we love to see your shining faces in the morning. So please like, subscribe, and share. Good morning, Amanda LaFrada. How are you? I'm doing well this morning. How are you, Dave? I'm well. You look lovely. Have a glow today. Is it the, is it the big game glow? Is that what it is? That is, that's it. That's <laughs> it. It's a big game glow. That's, coin that term. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, maybe we make a t-shirt out of it. Probably some more of those in the hooker shirts that are still available if you want to check those out. All right, so we want to get to the Down and Dirty at 30, brought to you by Honey Bee Coffee. You just took a sip just then. Honey Bee Coffee, it's just darn good coffee, Amanda LaFrada. Yeah, it's just really good. I mean, at the end of the day, that's what you want. You want something that's really good um, that'll get you energized and it won't leave you feeling like crap. So this is that coffee. He wants to feel like the C word for sure. (laughs) C word. So don't think you call that the C word. (laughs) Oh, yeah. There's another. Yeah. I know somebody that almost got fired for using the other C word. But um, yeah. That word doesn't bother me. I don't know why. It just doesn't bother me. Fair. Okay. I don't. Not much bothers me, though. So. No, you're you're pretty even keel. The Down and Dirty at 30, uh, brought to you uh, by our friends at Honey Bee Coffee. Want to get to some things right off the top. And one that I thought was very interesting, quarterback Hendon Hooker admitted that he's surprised how wide open Tennessee's receivers can get sometimes. I like that Hendon Hooker's opening up a little bit and saying more. And this is one of those things that he probably wouldn't have said in the first couple of weeks of the season. But I'm still surprised that somebody hasn't figured out how to cover these guys. I mean, it's, it is a, it is a big-time scheme thing. I, do, I, I think Tennessee's receivers, Amanda, are very talented, but this is scheme. I mean, this is something that, that gets people's attention, and it's been pretty obvious that Tennessee's receivers have been running bare and um, it's it's been very phenomenal. It's not just to say, hey, these guys are incredible. That's part of it. But 
a big part of it, I think the majority is scheme. Hypo. I mean, it, it really is. It's hypo. I mean, we saw it at, uh, was it UCF? I mean, what he could do and, and he's done it here. And I just, it's, it's him. And so for everyone, you know, freaking out, like may, he might leave, he might not, yada, yada, yada. But you have to understand why teams are going to be after him. Like you have to see why, like everybody's going to be after Heibel. Yeah. You, you hope that, you know, at one point he has so much success. Listen, you want teams to want him. So you hope that he has so much success. And this all stems from Tony Romo saying during a game that four or five teams would likely reach out to him. That, that may well be the case. And I, I, I mean, I think he would be a, a good NFL coach. I don't know about great. We still don't know if he is a great college coach. We know he's a very, very good college coach. But to be a great college coach, you've got to win a championship. He might do that this year, and then that conversation's over and done with. But uh, Amanda, I think he's great. You would say great at this point? Yeah, because of what he's done, because of what he's been able to do with the you know, talent level that he's had, what he's been able to do in just a short amount of time. I would consider him great. That would just be... I think two years into Saban's, you know, into Saban's tenure at Alabama, people are already saying he's great. It's very similar, actually. It's pretty similar. Well, well I mean, he had the championship at LSU, so I thought he was great true. Uh, at that point. So um, I, I guess I'm thinking more generational. Is he that type of guy? It, okay, let me ask you this. So Lincoln or Bob Stoops, let me take Bob mm-hmm. Stoops. Is he a great coach in your mind? He has a great resume. I don't know if I would consider him a great coach, considering what he had at you know Oklahoma. I don't. I don't know if I would consider him a great coach. Also, wouldn't consider Ed Orgeron a great coach or Les Miles a great coach. But again, they both won national titles at LSU. So I think with Saban, I wouldn't consider him. I wouldn't have considered him great when he was at LSU just because the amount of talent that was there. That's why I wouldn't have considered him great. I would consider him great when he went to Alabama and was able to do the same thing. That's why I consider Hypel great is he went to, he was at UCF. He was able to do what he's doing now. And then he went to Tennessee and he's able to do it still. So that to me says he's a great coach. Whereas Les Miles couldn't do that. Clearly Ed Orgeron couldn't do that. Yes. Uh, that's true. Um, and he, he, I don't think he's allowed to coach at any college that's co-ed anymore. I think that's the NCAA has ruled that. Uh, yeah. It's becoming a tradition almost as strong as the uh, checkerboard end zones or the ball walk. Tennessee has once again been named as a weekly SEC award recipient. Um, this time it goes to Darnell Wright, who manned the right tackle position in Tennessee's 44-6 to win over Kentucky on Saturday. So kudos to him and a uh, some recruiting news is you're going to see this continue to happen. I've covered a lot of recruiting and you're going to see this to continue, continue to, to for Tennessee to make the top list of some of the top prospects. So athlete uh, Brandon Hillman announced his top eight schools. It was uh, Virginia, Oklahoma, Miami, Tennessee, North Carolina, Kentucky, Virginia Tech, Notre Dame. 
Uh, he's the number 25 athlete in the class of uh, 2023, six foot one, 191 pounds. Watched some of his tape last night. Was very impressed. Um, he's had over a thousand yards passing and rushing. Eclipsed 30 touchdowns as a quarterback and a de- defensive back. I'll look at him and see him as a defensive back. Uh, quarterback Davy Belfort. Uh, Belfort announced his top seven schools on uh, Saturday: uh, Tech, Ole Miss, uh, Florida. Michigan State, Alabama. So when you're going against the Alabamas and to some extent the Floridas of the world, that, that's that's significant. 2024 prospect. Um, Tennessee is in great shape of quarterbacks, but they would certainly take another, the number 26 uh, overall quarterback. He's just a three-star guy now. We'll see where he goes. And Jalen Hayward announced his top six schools. Now Hayward is the number three safety in the class of 2024 out of Florida, you look at his list, and this is what's going to change, guys. I'm going to tell you, no matter what happens Saturday, but Amanda, Tennessee has made enough of an impact where you're going to see them, and Hayward's a great example, be listed in these type of groups. Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, Alabama, Florida. Those are big-time recruiting schools. Yes, and there Tennessee's no longer, and you know I'm sorry for the Tennessee fans out there, but for a while you were considered the the butt of the joke. I mean, in the SEC, going through all of the coaches that you went through, you know, with Derek Dooley, when you know when Lane Kiffin left, I think maybe that's why a lot of Tennessee fans are still are still kind of salty about that one. Maybe not anymore, but were for a while is because when Lane Kiffin left, it was like it kicked off that whole era of, you know, we're being the the butt of the joke with, you know, the Derek Dooley and the Butch Jones and the Jeremy Pruitt. Well, you're no longer that anymore. I mean, you're right up there. You're, you're, you scare teams, you know, no one wants to play you. And, and it's, it's good to be in that position. Like it's, it's really good to be there instead of what you were for the past 10 years. Great transition. Don't know if you meant to do so or not, but uh, when you look around the SEC, you see a couple of schools that are where Tennessee was and how that is not a fun position. Auburn fires Brian Harson. Not surprised whatsoever. And then Billy Napier is just kind of eh, at uh, Florida where he's supposed to be the great detail-oriented coach and all that. We talked about that. How I, I was like, I, I haven't seen anything. I like what he did against Tennessee. I thought he was aggressive. I thought he gave his team the best chance to win. I'll, I'll give him that. But they're 4-4. Four and four. And I don't know if you heard about this, but a, um, a, a reporter who I actually know, he's an AP reporter, and usually the AP reporters are – are what's the best word I get bland usually I saw him I saw that okay, this morning so, yeah so they're usually pretty bland like they don't have a lot of personality they just do their job yeah. and you know they're not they're not the ones that want to be on radio and all that stuff for whatever reason I don't know but that's just my experience this guy's the opposite okay I mean he's outspoken he and I've had words um before good so, words or bad words <laughs> They weren't good words. Okay, they weren't good. They weren't good words. Um, and he said on a during a hot mic that he said, um, 
uh, Billy Napier was apparently running late for his press conference and somebody said something and he goes, well, he shouldn't make us wait. And I'm paraphrasing, but he, he essentially said, I'll be here after Billy Napier. I can promise you that. I'm like, wow. Yeah, I'll be here longer than Billy Napier will. I can promise you that. Yeah. That's kind of bold. I mean, again, the AP guys are usually kind of the just by the book guys. Yeah. I mean, this guy's not. Maybe they're trying to get some uh, get some fighting words in there. I don't know. But yeah, again, Billy Napier, Aaron Hernandez. That's all I see. Every time I look at him, that's all I see. Aaron Hernandez. That's, I, I can't help it. I ju- they, he just looks just like him. I can't. Nothing just- I can do. John said, ignorant question, because I have only been on this channel this football season. Do you guys cover basketball and baseball, too, or just football? Well, we've only been in existence since uh, June, and we, we we did a lot on baseball, and we will do a lot on baseball and basketball. Um, needless to say, and we have Ron Slay on tomorrow, brought to you by Zach England, uh, Best and Brock. When it comes to the best attorney in Chattanooga, you need to call Zach England. Zach England of Best of Rock will handle your personal injury needs. And we'll have Ron Slay on tomorrow. So, yes, we're, we're going to dive headfirst into a lot of things. A lot of big announcements coming up on the channel. So, like, subscribe, and share. We would greatly appreciate that. Uh, John says, sweet. Yeah, we'll, we'll be all on top of it. Uh, but given this football season, that has obviously driven the news. I, I thought we'd be talking more. I mean, to be honest with you, in August, I would have told you we'd be talking a decent amount of basketball at this point. Uh, but with just 90 minutes, it's what we're packing in as football uh, right now. So th- the other thing that and this is just this is just a bad idea. And I jokingly, before we get to today's tough question, put up a poll last night and Amanda I'm curious what you think of my options because um it appears as if the Knoxville News Sentinel is going to put out a book based off this season now it's going to be one of those uh coffee table books with uh, a lot of pictures and pictures are nice pictures are nice but it is not something that I, I would I would do because I think it's just absolutely bad luck to do this but they have already decided that uh, there's going to be a revive of balls. Okay, not easy to say. Hastily made uh, name, in my opinion. Let's hope they do a little bit better. But you can order the revive of balls if you would like to picture book and your thoughts on announcing a book that you can pre-order and you can get uh, by March the fourth and the. The marketing idea, Amanda, you worked in marketing. Tell me if this is a good idea or a bad idea. Because you can't get it by the holidays. You can give somebody a piece of paper, like a postcard, essentially is what it looks like, uh, that they are going to get their Revival Balls book when it's out in, on March the 4th. So it's Re- Reviva Balls? I'm doing the best I can with the name. It's not a good name. It's, it's yes, Reviva Balls. Was it revivals? Revivals, yes. Maybe revivals. Okay, yes. that makes more sense. Um, I haven't even seen that, and that's a terrible. Dear God, that's a terrible name. I mean, it just prays prayers for them to change that. But how about pandemonium returns? I put zero thought into that. Don't you think that's a better one? Probably. That's probably 
a better one. What what about, you know, just the volunteer year? I mean, that's I think no thought. I think we come up with about 18 that are better than that. So yeah, no I, I, terrible just, idea. Yeah, just for funsies. So I, last night I posted um, a late poll question. Is this a good idea? And I posted a link to the uh, the book and uh, I put no, absolutely not. Definitely not. Uh, maybe no, wait, it's bad. And actually, uh, maybe no, wait, it's bad one. But they were all that's it's just not a good idea. It's No, not that early. That's just, you know, people talk about, oh, the Peyton Manning curse, which is obviously not real. Um, oh, this curse, that curse, you know, you, you're setting this up for failure. Like you're, this is, you're not, you know, I can't remember the woman that used to predict the future, but you're not, you're not her. You're not, this is not a good idea. Wait until the season completes and then do it. Have it ready by next year. Sell it when football season starts. Because that's when everyone's going to be rah, rah, rah again. So, no, this is a terrible – you're setting it up for failure. Because what happens if they go out against Georgia? And I'm not saying it's going to happen, please, dear God. And and for the love of everything holy, just let's hope this doesn't happen. But say Hendon Hooker gets hurt. Where's your revivals book going to go then? I don't know. I guess it would rank right up there with the Orange Crushed book that was set for 2005, written by Darren Epps of the Chattanooga Times Free Press, who I believe is now in logistics. But they set up the they were going to write the book about Tennessee's uh, fantastic season. And everybody knows that in 2005, that was the first crack in the armor on the field in Philip Fulmer's tenure. And we all know that that didn't work out. So um, wait, he's in logistics. Yes, he is now because I looked him but up. He's, I was curious what he was doing because in 2005, he was a writer. Yeah, but he's still not able to move that book, I'm assuming. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. No, he's not able to move that book. Uh, it is yeah. definitely locked up. So, um, yeah, the the book has not been moved at this point, And the book is one that um, is kind of funny because it's really about Tennessee not doing well that season. And I imagine they didn't sell a lot of them. So I wouldn't do this, but you guys do what you, you want to do, you know, better than me. So just go ahead and go ahead and do that. If you, if you feel the need, but um, that's coming from the USA Today network. And just, so they'll just take the pictures uh, and put it, put together a picture book. I doubt anybody has plans to write a, a book about the season. Maybe they do. I don't know. Brittany says, I pay too much just to get the Sunday paper delivered. I say, no, thank you. I'm down with that. Um, Yeah. Smoky Mountain Red said, so if we had to choose which game we lose, would it be this weekend or the SEC championship? I'm thinking this weekend with Georgia winning to the SEC. No, I think. Okay, if you had to, and this is not a really great way of looking at it, subscribe, like, and listen. But if you had to pick which game that Tennessee was going to lose, the SEC championship game or Georgia, I would pick the SEC championship game. You would not? No, I would pick this game. But you're in the S. Okay, I think if if Tennessee wins this game, goes 12-0, and makes it to the SEC championship game, I think they're in. 
See, this is my thought on it. And and we'll go back to 2011 LSU, Alabama. So 2011 LSU, Alabama, clearly very, very t- like close game. It was also a very boring game. Extremely boring. It was just kickoffs. That's That's all it was. Anywho, Alabama loses. Let's just go. Nick Saban loses very close against LSU in the regular season. They meet in the national championship and Alabama and Nick Saban destroy LSU. I mean, to the point, I think LSU got over the 50 yard line one time. If that, I mean, it destroyed them. So this is what I'm saying. If you're going to go up against Nick Saban again, and, and we're, if they make it past LSU this weekend, then that's the likely scenario. If you're going to go against, Nick Saban again. You you want that to be in the college football playoff. You don't want that to be in the SEC championship. And the only reason I'm saying that is because it never bodes well for anyone, anybody, to go up against Nick Saban for a second time. So if that were to happen, I think Tennessee stands a better chance of losing to Alabama the second time around than they do to Georgia. Now, if Georgia goes up into Atlanta – faces Alabama. If Georgia wins, Tennessee automatically goes. If Alabama wins and they beat Georgia down, because I've seen, again, I think Tennessee's going to beat Georgia. Out. Yeah, Tennessee. No. If, 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 no, if Tennessee loses to Georgia and Alabama beats Georgia, Tennessee's out. I think Tennessee's in. Mm, I don't. Because then Tennessee would be the only team in the SEC that beat Alabama. They'd be okay. the only ones. Yeah, I don't. I don't see the one I, loss. I don't see how you would put them in over Georgia if Georgia beat them. Because they do because they they do this. I mean they they've done this before. Remember when Alabama lost to Auburn, Auburn went to the SEC championship, Alabama jumped them. Still, they still jumped them. So if on the same side, Georgia goes to the SEC championship and Georgia beat Tennessee. They go to the SEC championship. Georgia loses. Tennessee will jump. Okay. I, just think- I, I don't see that, but I also don't have any insight of the, to the 12 people that are on the college football playoff committee. Um, they've made some curious moves in the past. Um, but, uh, you know, Basically, if Tennessee beats Georgia, I believe they're in no matter what. I think they could get beat by 10, 12, 14 points by Alabama and still make the college football playoff. I don't think so. I think that they're going to – the college football playoff is a very much what have you done for me lately kind of group. And I think they take losses at the end of the season very – I would would actually argue that slightly. I think that's traditional thinking with the AP, and I think that's been traditional with the BCS. I think the college football playoff does look at the entire uh, record as a whole. Uh, More than than I thought they would, but... uh, I think they're very swayed by public opinion. So Well, yeah. Now, I will tell you this. Yes. And this is going to come down. Let's say... um, well, a prime example, uh, Ohio State. They'll do every – they could lose to Michigan, and I'm sure the college football playoff would do everything they could to get Ohio State in there. Not saying they would. Not saying they would, but I think they would like to have them in there. 
because I don't that's think significant they want... TV market. Yeah, but I don't think they want two big teams, two big 10 teams, because everybody knows they play a week schedule. So I think whoever wins Michigan, Ohio State, no matter what, whoever wins that game is going, and, and that's it. Yeah. They're going to pick one of them. But the SEC, if they want TV market, they want Tennessee. They want Alabama. They want Georgia. And I know they don't want all three, obviously, but they're going to take two. And I think Tennessee would not be the odd man out if Georgia falls to Alabama in in Atlanta, not Athens, in Atlanta. Yep, interesting. Okay, great place to watch the game on Saturday would be Big Orange Phillies. Big Orange Phillies is your home for family fun there in North Knoxville on Maynardville Pike. Big Orange Phillies is awesome. So check them out. Big Orange Phillies has all the TVs and great food. They've got darts, billiards as well. They are phenomenal. Today's tough question Jalen Hyatt's hair says we're LSU fans this weekend. Probably. Eric says Ohio State and Michigan shouldn't get in over Tennessee. They don't have the resume Tennessee has. They don't play anyone like Tennessee does. I agree with all of that, but I'm just going to tell you that the winner of Michigan, Ohio State, is going to be in. If Clemson comes out, they shouldn't be in, in my mind, but they're going to be in. Um, They'll lose this weekend. I, that could sort itself out. That could sort yeah. itself out. But I, I think to have two teams from one conference is is asking a lot from the college football playoff committee because they want to spread things around. Three, I've been told, is just impossible. And Kevin says really simply, win and you're in. That's pretty simple. Here we go. Yeah. Question. We do our research. Have you done your research? We're working like heck. Today's tough question. What's the real debate? You sipping my soup, Guadalupe? Exclusively on Off the Hook Sports with Dave Hooker and Amanda LaFrada. You drinking my sake, Kimosabi? Oh my God. All righty, Amanda LaFrada. I love it when you text me the night before and you're like, what do you think of this? Because I can tell you're fired up about today's tough question and you have one that would have blown away anything that I could come up with. So today's tough question is, which is the most likely scenario or situation? Which one is Tennessee most likely to achieve? And it's going to be SEC championship. It's going to be an undefeated season. It's going to be a Heisman Trophy winner or college football playoff, I think is what we went with. Something like that. I'm going to go the conservative route, and I'll say college football playoff. I will say – I think that Hendon Hooker you – know, to bet on somebody winning the Heisman depends on what a lot of people do. So I'll take the, the most simple one, make the college football playoff. I think beating Nick Saban twice would be difficult if, if that's who is in Atlanta and Tennessee beats Georgia and that's who they play on Saturday – Sometimes you have to have a reality check to think that we're even having this conversation. But, yes, I think that would be difficult. Um, so I'm going to go with college football playoff. Like, subscribe, and share. We greatly appreciate that. Big subscription boost lately just blew by 1,000 over the past uh, couple of weeks and now uh, over 1,250, and it means a lot. We really appreciate it. And if you haven't shared the channel, if you haven't liked and subscribed, please do so because – 
We've got a lot of good stuff coming up. Like I said, Ron Slay joins us each and every Wednesday. Jonathan Crompton each and every Friday. We got Cooper Mays. We got Jacob Warren. We got a guy named Caleb Calhoun who's about to join us to break it down. Jamie said, "Congratulations." Uh, yeah, we appreciate that. It's it's been something that um, we've learned a lot about the uh, the YouTube world, and uh, it's been neat. But it's been neat to be a part and get, get to know people. Uh, like Joe, Kevin, Brittany, I'm going to leave somebody out, but it's, it's been a cool little community. We've started crazy nugs. and crazy nugs. Yes. But we wanted to get, we wanted to get be- bigger and better. And we're excited to do that. And like I said, some monster announcements coming up once we can breathe outside of football season. So we'll ask the today's tough question again from Caleb Calhoun. Today's tough question today brought to you by our friends at Guardian Investments, uh, Guardian Investment Advisors, they will absolutely make you money. I can attest to that. And they will make sure that your investments are secure. At Guardian Investment Advisors, they not only believe in doing what they can to help clients meet their retirement goals, but they want to educate you so that you have the tools to understand the strategies in their portfolio. So they don't just have some cookie cutter approach. I would highly encourage you to go to GIA plan today, GIA plan today. And here we go with Caleb Calhoun in exactly two minutes. Hang with me and tell me something about big orange Phillies, Mr. Biles. Gary Viles here. I want to personally invite you to North Knoxville's newest sports bar and restaurant. It's Big Orange Phillies, located in Black Oak Center. And yes, folks, it's happening in halls. Big Orange Phillies offers family-friendly environment with homemade meals and the best deli South subs around. Billiards, darts, jukebox, shuffleboard, and cornhole, and a full bar. We also offer valet parking on weekends and during special events. We even have a covered back patio. It's happening at Big Orange Phillies. We want, we need, and we appreciate your business. Hi, Mike Davis here with City Heating and Air, reminding you to always dare to compare. Our team provides quality local heating and air service, installation, and maintenance across East Tennessee. We use only the best equipment like American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning for your residential, new construction, or commercial needs. Honesty, dependability, and customer satisfaction have been the cornerstones of our business since 1961. City Heat and Air. Dare to compare. This is Al's Desk Barbecue Supply, so come on in and see all the different rubs and sauces we have, plus a complete line of Green Mountain Grills. Don't be overwhelmed. We have plenty of help so you can produce the best barbecue in a maze for your family and friends. Barbecue is America's food. We'll do what we can to bring you all the best products. We're Al's Desk Barbecue, but Chattanooga goes to grill. Do you want to own the more that owns every job? Then get to Vasty Lawn and Garden in Cleveland and get you a Toro. I'm David Vasty, here to talk to you about Toro. With a Toro Zero Turn, you'll get more out of every minute and you'll reach the finish line faster. At Vasty's, we like to say, no matter if you're mowing three acres a week or 11 lawns a day, homeowners and business owners alike find confidence in equipment they can trust from top to bottom. Vasty Lawn and Garden, Highway 60 North in Cleveland. Man alive, it's worth the drive. He's- 
So today's tough question brought to you by Guardian Investments is what? I said if you can throw that out there one more time so people can take part, including the one, the only Caleb Calhoun. You're right ahead, Amanda. What kind of burrito is Dave eating on commercial break? Egg. Sausage, egg, and cheese. No, I'm just kidding. Um, today's tough question. <laughs> it's sausage, egg, and cheese. <laughs> How about like and subscribe, share to my burrito? That's, whoa, that's awkward. Let's not do that. Let's, that okay. Weird. Wait, yes, it did. <laughs> today's tough question. Which of these is the most likely for Tennessee? And it's an SEC championship, a Heisman Trophy, a college football playa, playoff, or all of the above. All right, what are you taking, Caleb? Good morning. Uh, of those three, I'm taking college football playoff. Um, with a Heisman Trophy, very, 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 very close second. Like, very close. But I'm going college football playoff. Yeah, that uh... – Boy, what a story. I mean, seriously, the to be able to I, it, it just is hard to put into words. I mean, Caleb, let's let's take the fact and, and you too, Amanda, because you could you follow all of football. Caleb and I have spent a greater percentage of our time covering Tennessee. But let's take a step back just in all of college football. Where would Hendon Hooker cast off? from Virginia Tech didn't he wasn't even deemed the starter and now winning the Heisman if he were to do that where would that rank among the greatest stories in college football over the past 25 years well I do want to say that I don't know if anybody's noticed on Twitter or any social media that Virginia Tech is is still trying to claim Hendon Hooker like it's a Jalen Hurts Alabama Oklahoma situation stop it Stop at Virginia Tech. Anyway, we'll continue on with that later. However, uh, that would be you. You love to see these kind of stories, and normally, we've seen these stories and we've hated them because of the players that that they are. The Cam Newton, you know, transfer from Florida to Auburn. No one loved that story because Cam Newton's not the greatest person. You know, sorry, Davis, I mean, I did like the story. It's fine. You can like the story, but no one likes Kim Newton. Anyway, so just in my brain, no one likes him. And you see the Baker Mayfield thing. Like, I mean, all those kind of stories, you you see that, you know, oh, transfer, walk on, left, transferred in. You know, Kyler Murray was the same way. And you they win the Heisman Trophy and everybody's, oh, they were counted out. They were whatever. This would be a good story because of who Hendon Hooker is as a person. This would make the best kind of story because he's not arrogant. He's not showboaty. He's not flashy. He's not, it's not any of the Superman thing or planting a, a flag in the middle of a field and, and, you know, or grabbing inappropriately at a, a complete a crowd or whatever. He's a great person, a great individual. And it's also a good look for, I'm going to say this, it's a good look for, for Christians everywhere to have a kind of this kind of, you know, role model and leader that overcomes such adversity. 
and it's not in your face. Like I love Tim Tebow. I loved him at Florida. It was very much in your face. You know, everybody talked about it all the time. That's all they talked about. Well, and you also knew that team was a bunch of thugs other than him too. So that yeah, Tebow's yes. Christianity was used Tebow's Christianity was used to mask yeah. murderers. Let's just call it what it is. It's like a bunch of Judases and one, you know, Jesus like yeah. figure, pretty much is what it was. So, so are the, is there a story that would would even come close to that that you can think of off the top of your head, Caleb? Joe Burrow is kind of similar. I mean, he couldn't play at Ohio oh, State. Yeah. Um, and he's not a bad dude. Like, but um, if I were to think of some... Wow, Amanda, really? That negative towards Joe Burrow? <laughs> I, I, my nose it. <laughs> um, uh, but, you know, anything else like... No, I mean, like this is this was a great story. Um, this was a great story. I think mainly because he transferred, expecting to play in Jeremy Pruitt's system, and then Josh Heupel comes and Joe Milton. Not not only does he transfer in all of this, but he wasn't even named the starter last year. Um, which again, I was writing at the time, he should have been named the starter. I still maintain, I think Josh Heupel named Joe Milton the starter because he went out. I think he had a bias towards Milton because Milton was the only quarterback he assigned. Um, so I'm still not buying what Josh Heibel says that Milton not performed him in practice. I just don't believe it. Um, so I I think that I, I we all not that's not a knock on Milton, but we all saw his accuracy issues last year. Um, well, so now, I think in all fairness, Hendon Hooker had accuracy issues last year. I mean, so yeah, but nowhere near to the degree that Joe Joe Milton was oh, Joe Milton was missing some of the easiest touchdown passes I think I've ever seen. Now he's well, he's improved this year, and when I've seen him in mop up duty, he's much better. You but. you usually you do usually play like you practice. Okay, I will give you that. However, that Josh that, Dobbs. Um. Yeah. Well, uh, the, there are probably a half dozen or so examples when practice was open, Caleb, and believe it or not, that used used to be a thing. That there were gamers. I mean, there were guys that went out and they played better than they practiced. Oh, I believe that. I, I believe that. Yeah, but, Josh Dobbs is the is the epitome of the one that plays better, that played a lot better than he practiced. Because they said they tried to sit him like behind two different quarterbacks, I think, and he ended up coming in and taking the over that starting job. I remember yes. there was a couple of different quarterbacks that they started over him. Not maybe not in the same season, but like one started and then maybe got hurt and he came in and the other one started and then he came in. I just remember the, that. The, the Joe Burrow um, comparison is apt because of the transfer, but you have the, you also have the flash Joe Burrow likes to be seen and, uh, fur coats and all that sort of thing where Hendon Hooker approaches the game as completely opposite but there are a lot of similarities in that they are grad students they are able to be gym rats film rats whatever term you want to use Caleb so yeah I mean that's that that certainly is a pretty incredible story but I, I look at the as far as an individual and if that's if that's the best we can come up with over the past 20 years that's saying something right like, yeah, I mean, I, I like that. And I think another thing that Hendon Hooker has and what reminds me, he reminds me a little bit of Jalen Hurts. 
just because that I will. Okay. Now that Jalen hurts, that story ranks right up there with this. Right. Well, the character, the character of Jalen hurts and the character of Hendon hooker, how they're both very much team players, how they're both very much just out to win, to make their team better, to do, you know, what they have to do to, to make their team better. Hendon Hooker is a lot like that. I see that, you know, and I know Jalen Hurd started Alabama, then transferred to Oklahoma because he lost his starting job, but he still stuck around at Alabama because he had that kind of character where it was more than, it was about more than just him. And I think a lot of the quarterbacks we've seen that have been in similar situations as Hendon Hooker, it's really been just about them. And I know, You know, you like Joe Burrow and all that stuff, but I still see him as as a very much me, me, me kind of guy. Hidden Hooker, on the other hand, is a very much team player, all out for the team, no matter what. You put it all on the line and he plays for the team. And that's where I think the difference is. I'm actually happy that we we hash that out because Jalen Hurts is the one. Yeah. To me. If you go past well, yeah, I, n- Coming in the SEC championship game and winning that game after Tua got hurt was really the the yeah. Jalen Hurts story. I, you know, doing that against Georgia was that was a story. Um, I agree with that. And it was also, I think, smart for him to stay around for a year. I think it really helped him work on his mechanics and things like that um, before he transferred to Oklahoma and was really ready to take over. It kind of reminds me of in the 90s, Dave, we talked about this over the weekend, but, you know, T. Martin, when Peyton Manning decides to come back for a senior year, T. Martin easily could have transferred and gone somewhere else to play. Mm-hmm. And he decided to sit behind Peyton one more year. And T. Martin will be the first to tell you that was the best move he ever made was sitting behind Peyton another year because it really helped him improve his mechanics and develop a lot as a sophomore. Well, but remember this, too, with that we're talking about kind of apples and oranges with T because T would have had to sit out a year. Yeah. So with the yeah, transfer, I mean, with the transfer rules now, it's easier to say, See ya. I'm out. I'm cleaning up my locker room. I'm gone. Back then, T was kind of stuck. It was a really unfair one-way contract. The the school could cut you after any year they chose to, but the player was technically stuck to them for four or five years without, or they had to sit out. Sorry, Caleb. Yeah, remember when Derek Dooley advocated for being able to um, get, get out of scholarships on players that they weren't performing. And he's like, we do that with scholarships for players not doing well in GPAs. And I'm like, are you kidding? That would be the most abused thing that coaches ever did. Like oh, they would let athletes. Up. Yeah. It, it, like he, he advocated for that. And he tried to say the market would dictate coaches who abuse it. I'm like, no, it's not going to dictate it. Uh, like if, if Nick Saban could do that and did it, that wouldn't stop Nick Saban from still getting the best talent all the time. Well, it's Um, It's kind of come full circle now, though, because I know for a long time I had the argument of you're you're saying academics means more than than uh, physical, whatever sports, all that stuff. And in reality, I think they should be even. But we put we put academics ahead of everything else where you can lose your scholarship. You can do all this if you're not great in academics. And I understand everybody wants everyone to get a college degree, but honestly, college degrees don't mean what they used to mean. Let's be honest. They don't mean what they used to mean. And now everybody has a college degree. It's like a high school diploma. 
Now things are going to like go to trade schools. That's where you're going to make the money. It's kind of come full circle. On yeah, itself. No, I mean, that's a good point from uh, a society's point of view, but I, I will, I'll say this too. I mean, if my son, when he goes to college, if he finds some quote unquote air quotes, part-time job in which he could potentially make seven digits or he can go to engineering school and maybe one day make six digits. There's going to be a discussion and it would depend on what he would want to do. I'm not going to take over. I'm not that guy, but there would be a discussion about how, well, maybe you need to focus on this thing. And Hendon Hooker, you know, he has made that business decision. He is in grad school, and Josh Heupel was asked about that, how much that helped, and he didn't really like that. He's like, there's still a full class load. Listen, they've been stacking it so they don't go to a lot of classes in football season anyway. I mean, that's how it Except always for the works. players. Yeah, I mean, but that that's how it always worked. And now COVID makes it even easier because a lot of them are still – video conferencing and that's a thing and they haven't gone away from that trust me i've talked to players and you always stacked it where you would have all you have to do is pass six hours in in the fall that's all you have to do because then you're eligible for the postseason so as long as you maintain your current trajectory i'm forgetting the term but as long as you do that take six stupid hours and don't kill yourself because you can always, that was the argument that was so stupid going way back, Caleb. Do you remember the Linda Benzel Myers situation? You remember I do not, Tennessee, the English, the yes. English teacher. Yes. yes. So she just went off about how they were giving these players and they were funneling them into like urban studies and all these horrible majors that they weren't going to make any money. Well, she here's the thing. Well, yeah. And I went and interviewed her in her office. So she goes on her agenda diatribe for a long time. And then at the end of it, I said, do you know every single Tennessee player is allowed to come back and go to school for free for as long as they want to? They can get their doctorate. And she goes, "Uh, really? I was like, yeah. So why wouldn't you go ahead and do urban studies or whatever it is, be the best football player you can be, and know that if you want to be an orthopedic surgeon, you can come back to Tennessee and they'll pay for it. Wow. So this is a huge eye opener for me because I listened to, this was about three years ago. I was listening to Arian Foster on Joe Rogan, funny enough. And Arian Foster played so at Tennessee, stupid. obviously. So stupid. Uh, <laughs> um, wow. Arian Foster, who played at Tennessee, claimed that the whole they get a free education is a scam because he claimed he wanted to be a psychology major, but the football schedule didn't line up with the coursework required to be a psychology major but what you're saying is he easily could have gone and had a football career and then come back and majored in psychology if he wanted to he can enroll january the 15th and it's all paid for reggie cobb did that reggie cobb mm. came back and got his degree fred white came back and got his degree um that'd be a oh, good how about, article to how do. about uh maybe it'll that that's yeah. true because a lot of people don't know that. I didn't know that. I didn't know they had unlimited time to come back and get a degree. And that would have changed a lot of people's minds, I think, on, you know, that agenda of they're funneling football players through 
and they're getting good grades and everyone's cheating and yada, 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 and they're not going to learn anything and blah, 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 blah. Josh Dobbs is a good example of someone who, like you said, was going through a really hard, like, degree and ended up he's still in the nfl like he's still in the nfl yeah, and i mean at the time i was like why the, why are you doing this to yourself yes. to be honest with you i mean you're that young if it, it means coming back to tennessee for two years to to make it a little easier and make yourself a better football player why not do it i'll give you the ultimate one dwayne goodrich with the cowboys killed two people and yes. was allowed to come back, and it was paid for, and he graduated with Fred. I mean, it yep. just it befuddles me that that is not talked about more often. And I and so at the time with this Linda Benzel Myers thing, I actually called around to several schools until I got sick of calling. I called Florida, Alabama, any significant school. Now I'm not saying that is the case if you if you're talking about Northwest Idaho State. I don't know. But if you're playing at a significant place where you have potential for an NFL future, all of those type of schools, I got sick of calling. I called about eight. All of those type of schools, you can come back and get your degree and it's paid for. Let's also point out the other, like the not official part of this, which is that if you played football at Tennessee and you graduate, <laughs> there's a lot of people who are going to, who are going to get you a job. Like, yeah. Like yeah. there's a lot of people that are going to want to help out a former vol, and the Doxel has to, like we talked about some deep business ties. I mean, doesn't the didn't the Dish Network guy like go to Tennessee or isn't he a top Tennessee Brewster? Dish, and... Dish is a big guy. He was there with uh, Mike Hamilton when Mike got the phone call that Lane Kiffin was leaving. That, okay, there, that was uncomfortable. Um, so there's that obviously pilot. Um, you know, Discovery so. Network scripts, Siemens. Yeah, well, I'll yeah, give you a lot another, of these how about companies. This? I'll give you another example. If you play football for Tennessee, and we're talking about archaic times. I mean, they're making money now, okay? But right. if you play football for Tennessee in the 80s or 90s, and you came out of school where most of us, what, in the 80s or 90s would be happy with $30,000, $35,000 a year. If, if you came out of school, you're going to make six digits as long as you keep your nose clean. And in the case of Richie Cobb, he didn't keep his nose clean and he got to come back and he got to play. He got to go to school and graduate like 20 years later. It yeah, was, he seemed like a good dude. He just had some issues okay. in college. Richie Cobb. Just, I mean, I mean nonviolent. It was the 80s, man. It was the 80s. Everything. Was the 80s. Did he literally not keep his nose clean? I was wondering if you'd pick up on that. Uh, <laughs> I was wondering if that. I will give was. Amanda and I credit, uh, Caleb, and you can jump on board if you want to. We have been quite quippy today. Like, subscribe, and share. Zul Beer Company is the official craft beer of Off the Hook Sports. Zul Beer Company is right downtown, and it has just phenomenal space to hang out in and great parking and worldwide award-winning craft beer, which I'm getting very good at saying that. John says, Dave, honestly, are you more nervous about the UGA game than the Bama game leading in? It's not even close. I think leading in, my thoughts, and guys, let me get your alls. I, I thought Tennessee would lose to Alabama. I now think that Tennessee will, at the very least, play Georgia incredibly close. I thought the Alabama was going to be the come-back-to-earth game. I really did. And 
I think that Tennessee will actually beat Georgia. I mean, Amanda's gotten to know me. I, I tend to really look at the opponent on a Monday or Tuesday night, and I was a little bit ahead of schedule, so I did it last night. I don't see how they pressure Hendon Hooker. Nolan Smith is is now out. Um, Which I is gotta, huge. Yeah, I got a tip on that last night. Wasn't solid enough to write it, but um, he's he's out for the remainder of the season for sources. I was told last night he was highly, highly doubtful for the Tennessee game. I don't see – I mean, you, I, I don't see a scenario in which Georgia wins. I know somebody brought up on the chat board – They'll they'll play hard for Vince Dooley. You know, a lot of these guys' parents. I don't believe that stuff. I mean, a lot of these guys' parents weren't alive when Vince Dooley was coaching. No, and if anybody needs a historical reference for that, in 2006, Michigan Ohio State won versus two. Bo Schimblicker died like the day before the game, and Michigan still lost that game. So you know, it's that that doesn't really change how things happen. The only thing that will change stuff like that is if it's somebody that they know personally. If it's a teammate, then they'll get up and play. They'll give extra, I think, than they normally would if it's like a teammate of theirs. For They'll gather around and and do something for a different purpose. Um, But if it's somebody like Vince Dooley, no – I mean, no offense, Vince Dooley is great and he meant a lot to Georgia and I, uh, you know, rest in peace. I'm I'm not saying anything bad about him, but as far as these 18, 19, 20 year old kids, they don't know anything about that. More than likely, they don't know anything about, about that, that they don't feel that emotional connection. If you get what I'm saying, they only people get up and play for, for people that they're emotionally connected to. I don't think these kids are emotionally connected to Vince Dooley. Could also work the other way. Could also they play poorly if they're emotionally connected. Um, just because I think of two, the game that changed the the game that is the reason for the college football playoff is Oklahoma State losing on a Friday night to Iowa State in a game where they had a twenty four to seven lead. If they hold on to that lead, Alabama doesn't get a rematch with LSU in the national title, and there's no college football playoff. That. That loss happened because the women's basketball team in Oklahoma State had a plane crash earlier that day. And I think a lot of the players knew and were close with a lot of the people who did pass away. I think that had a lot to do with that loss that night. I, I think all that that story aside, I think the psychological stuff sometimes affects you in August. It affects you in UT Martin weeks in which you – you really could mail it in on a Wednesday practice, but instead you're like, Hey, I want to get better because of a purpose here of winning the national championship. I think that stuff psychologically affects you on days like that. Once the ball snapped, it's over. Aaron's saying, don't see a way Georgia wins. I wish I had that confidence, but talking heads are saying Georgia will play uh, keep away and see how that worked for Kentucky. Well, now, Listen, I'll go ahead and tell you. It didn't work for Kentucky. If you have the intercept, I mean that, that game was over uh, with the interception, with the, the hard hit, and the uh, Juwan Mitchell interception. Yeah, the yeah. Juwan, the Juju um, uh, interception. Th- that game was pretty much over because that 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 was going to flip the scoreboard and make it really difficult on Kentucky. If a play like that happens in the first quarter, game set match. Just go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if if something like that happens. It's it's over. And, it's kind of like, oh, sorry. Well, I, and just to finish my point, I don't think 
a play like that has to happen, but if it does, then it's over. Yeah, it, it, it's kind of like um, the LSU game. I mean, I, I still think the LSU game, if it's played again, Tennessee wins, but it could be a lot closer. But we're, we're covering that opening kickoff the way they did and scoring on that. I mean, that that was such a – and then that punt return, the next drive. I mean, there were just – there were like two or three miscues LSU made that turned what could have been like probably a, a, a close Tennessee win, maybe one or two scores into a just absolute blowout by Tennessee. Yeah, and I will say this too. I've watched Setson Ben a couple a couple of different times, and I think he's a great story too. I mean that that w- we didn't mention him in great stories. I mean the That's fact true. that he left left came back, walk on all that, blah blah blah. And when I watched Stetson Bennett, I think there are times, even last year when they won a national title, that he gets a little bit rattled. Uh, uh, yeah. So. I mean, there's that, and Tennessee can uh, rush the passer. So, John yeah. saying, uh, Dave, didn't we give Bama an easy TD with our fumble? Yeah, and they overcame it. So, I guess my point was, and maybe I didn't make it clearly, John, my, my point is Tennessee straight up, without those crazy plays, I think they win this game. If they make a play like that in the first quarter, like they did against Kentucky, turn out the lights, the party's over, Don Meredith used to say. Yeah, I think the difference between Tennessee and a lot of other teams that I'm I'm watching, you know, Georgia, this is against Florida was the fourth game that was too close for comfort for a long time. It was the fourth game this season that was too close for comfort for Georgia. And that includes Samford. So and Missouri. So I'm just saying I don't think Georgia is I think they're a, really overrated if I'm going to be honest, but the difference between Tennessee and, and other teams like Georgia, like Alabama, like Kentucky is one of the biggest things is their composure. If you've noticed in those games that they've played against LSU, against Alabama, against Kentucky, you've seen how the other teams have lost their composure during those games. It it looks like chaos and you have a, great team and like Bryce <clears throat> Bryce Young for Alabama who can overcome that who can come back but if there was no Bryce Young that Alabama defense whoo I mean they not completely for, lost if not for Bryce Young who I don't understand why he's not projected higher on draft boards because he's Caleb, yeah but I he, he reminds me a lot of Russell Wilson yeah. but uh Caleb when I mean, if, if not for Bryce Young in that Alabama game, aren't we having the conversation that Tennessee beat Alabama by two touchdowns? Yeah. I mean, Tennessee played I, – I, I was watching – I will never forget watching that game. And I tweeted in the middle of it, I'm like, even if you're rooting for Tennessee, how can you not sit back and admire what Bryce Young was doing to keep them in that game? I mean, he – I don't think I've ever seen a greater performance in a losing effort by a quarterback. Tom Brady in the Super Bowl against the Eagles – notwithstanding because that was a pretty good one too but in college that's the best performance i've ever seen by a losing quarterback i mean he that was that was incredible and i i don't i will say i don't know that you know the numbers suggest justin bennett's pretty good and highly efficient but i mean i'm sorry i just there's yeah there's no way stetson bennett can do what bryce young did um absolutely not so the only question then is can georgia protect Stetson Bennett better than Alabama protected Bryce Young. No. Because the Vols brought a lot of pressure and 
some of that was Tim Banks, honestly. A lot of that was Tim Banks. He dialed up brilliant blitz packages all game against Alabama. Um, I thought he so, did the same against Kentucky. I thought he's done the same. I thought he did the same against LSU. I think he's done the same all season. I think that these kids deserve a lot of credit for playing with their hair on fire just for 80 snaps. But you can't even tell. That's the thing. That's what kills me about Tennessee. And that's what separates them from other teams like Georgia, like everybody that we've talked about, is you can tell when kids are playing with their hair on fire and it's complete chaos and it's just out there. Tennessee plays with such composure that you can literally turn over a ball and it can scoop and score like they did against Alabama and come down the, the next play and touchdown down the entire field. They're not touched by anything. I don't know what they do to get that mental strength, but they have it. All of them have it. It's well, insane. I meant specifically the defensive front plays really, really hard the whole time. And I, I that whether they're in better condition or they're a little bit deeper, that wasn't the case throughout the season last year. I think they're used to the pacing of the game a lot more. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think that I think the kids deserve an awful lot of uh, credit, uh, Caleb. So, yeah, um, as far as uh, your thoughts on Josh Heupel's press conference, who has become the master of saying something without saying anything, um, what what stood out to you? I'll tell you what stood out to me as much as anything is that, I, uh, you know, you have Pat Forty there from Sports Illustrated. You have some other guys there. So. They believe this is a bona fide story, and um, and it certainly is. I think we were ahead of the curve, but um, they they wouldn't send reporters and the Atlanta Journal Constitution sent someone, which they haven't done previously. They, they they believe that this is a real game, or they wouldn't they wouldn't cover it as as tightly as they are. And 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 listen, as I said it again, I don't see a scenario other than Tennessee making mistakes in which Georgia wins. So let me clarify that with the one caveat. BW asks, uh, do you think Alabama is overrated? Uh, Amanda, do you think Alabama is overrated? No, but that's also me following. I follow them really closely. I see, you know, from an outside looking in, people could say that. But as we talked to Coach Landry, you can see their improvements week by week you can see the the I don't know their talent come out I think that Bill O'Brien is overrated I think that their coordinators aren't what they should be on either side of the ball I don't think that if you had like a Tim Banks over there I think you'd see a different different Alabama team but are they overrated no they continue to get better as the week progresses or the week as the year progresses so I don't think they're overrated now I think Georgia's overrated I think Georgia's been overrated okay so I see what you're saying you came into the season thinking that Alabama was very good um and Georgia was very good but in terms of overrated underrated the national perception was that Georgia was still elite and by okay so no I would agree with that That, I don't think really consistent with that yeah, I don't think anybody thinks that Alabama's elite. I don't think they've they anybody is under the impression that Alabama is elite right now. And, and I don't, and know, I don't think they're AP elite. Voter, there was one AP voter who still had Alabama ahead of Tennessee in the AP poll this week. I saw Not that. 
Who he was? caught a lot of flack. <laughs> Mike Berdine. Mike Ber. Yeah, what's his last? Berdino or something name. like that. Berendino something. Maybe it's Mark. Yeah, um, I'll look it up. I'll say this: I'm not calling out names, but as far as beat reporters, Kentucky basketball and Alabama football are the worst. Not as a whole, but there will be, and I'm talking like one fifth, one sixth of the reporters that cover them that are clear homers that are wearing, and this happened a lot when the games, the basketball games I covered at Kentucky, they're wearing blue to the game. I mean, if, I mean, really, if you're a sports editor, you should fire your beat reporter if he wears the team. Are they worse than those Northwestern grads that have just such a Midwest bias that, like, had such a Midwest bias for about 30 years until finally the SEC inked those big TV deals in the 90s? (laughs) Oh, are you talking about? Oh, my gosh, historian. Yeah, that's pretty good. Oh, no, these Midwestern reporters. Y'all need to watch SEC I'm sorry. Are you talking about the ones that work for ESPN? No, I'm talking about in general. In general, there was a. You guys should watch the SEC shorts this week. It's about like Tennessee uh, going through a house of horrors, and then they run into a Midwest Heisman voter, and specifically a Midwest Heisman voter, <laughs> and um, because Midwest bias towards Midwestern teams has cost Tennessee football two Heisman trophies um, in in history. Um, Paul Hornick won the Heisman going two and eight, two and eight. And, no, I agree that. you know, so yes, bias toward no bias towards Notre Dame is still real. It runs deep and it comes from, <laughs> yes. And it, and it comes from a lot of the best journalism schools are in the Midwest. So a lot of the, uh, you know, a lot of the sports reporters are disproportionately from the Midwest. And so, um, Ohio is supposed to have the, um, the, no accent like the that's where they get the american accent is from the non-regional Ohio. diction yes that's it Thank yes you. yes well i i've said this before if if it's 50 50 between in your mind um or in the odds makers predictions projections between hendon hooker and cj stroud walking in to the heisman trust in manhattan C.J. Stroud is going to walk out with the trophy. Uh, the world will get lit on fire. I mean, I mean, well, we have seen as that Heifel is willing. We we have seen, as we saw, if they meet in the playoff, Heifel is willing to pour up, pour it on on you if he has some pettiness. He threw a touchdown pass to Jabari Small just to stick it to Mark Stoops over the weekend and stick it to the Stoops family. That was like, there was no reason for that. Tennessee could not do the same thing in 1997 when Peyton Manning lost the Heisman. One, because Peyton Manning was hurt, but also because John Chavis had never learned how to defend the triple option. Like, just looked lost defending the triple option. Um, but, yeah, that's um, – but I, I will say, uh, you know, for this game, I think – I'm kind of with you. I can't believe I'm – I can't believe I'm on board with you guys. You know, I've been, like, the biggest, like, hesitant to jump on believing in Tennessee this year, but, like, yeah, I, I don't really see us. I can't look at the breakdown of these two teams and see ex- exactly where George is better, particularly with Tennessee so much better in the secondary now. I mean, they're healthy now, which is a really scary thought. Yep. Uh, hey, Brittany, if you're still on with us, uh, shoot me that spreadsheet again. I'm having trouble with spreadsheet. Oh, Lord. I'm working on it. 
I'm just here. And it, you know what we didn't cover? And I, I read I read about it. Um, what What is the McCullough? How didn't they drop the charges now? Did they officially drop the charges? I just thought it was cleared by the university. No, it's been cleared by the university. I don't think it's... Yes, but I think more stuff came out. Let me look. Let me look. Nobody else has to do it. I'll look. Okay. Interesting tease by Amanda this day in sports history, Tennessee sports history as well. So completely dropped? Well, it says... Hold on. Give me a second. Tennessee's Jalen McCullough cleared to play after new evidence sheds light on alleged assault incident. Okay, we'll dive into that right after this. Stay tuned. Two minutes and the latest on Jalen McCullough. Caleb, what do you got cooking? Anything special? Uh, we got some assistants talking today, so we'll see what they say. Um, Josh Heupel was revealing yesterday about Georgia's personnel, but I didn't. I got an article up. Can the ball scheme for Georgia this year? Because they just could. Georgia was too good to scheme for last year. So we'll see. Smoky Mountain Red saying death taxes and Dave with spreadsheets. I think you heard the email come in. Thank you, Brittany. I love you. Caleb, have a fantastic day. I'll talk to you this afternoon. All right. See you guys later. Have a good one. All right. Caleb. This day in Tennessee sports history coming up next. uh, The latest on Jalen McCullough. You give me two minutes. I give you the world on Off Hook Sports. Gary Viles here, Viles Automotive on Callahan Drive. I've been selling cars here in East Tennessee for 27 years. In that time, I've come to realize it's not about the car. It's about you, the customer. So I'm here to take care of you just like family. Good credit, bad credit, you name it, we can get you taken care of. If we don't have it, we can find it for you. We go across the country to get any vehicle that you want. And here at Viles Automotive, we don't believe in fake numbers. We just give you great deals. And as always, we want, we need, and we appreciate your business. Do you want to own the more that owns every job? Then get to Vasty Lawn and Garden in Cleveland and get you a Toro. I'm David Vasty, here to talk to you about Toro. With a Toro Zero Turn, you'll get more out of every minute and you'll reach the finish line faster. At Vasty's, we like to say, no matter if you're mowing three acres a week or 11 lawns a day, homeowners and business owners alike find confidence in equipment they can trust from top to bottom. Vasty Lawn and Garden, Highway 60 North in Cleveland. Man alive, it's worth the drive. This is Steve Rain. I own the Midnight Oil and Michelin Tire Direct service station here in Ottawa. It's not a fancy place, never has been, but it's a clean place with clean restrooms and good folks who work here. We sell gas and fix cars, nothing glamorous, but we love what we do and we're going to keep doing it for a long time to come. There's not many real service stations left and that's a shame. We're the guys just like the guys back in your hometown. We'll fix your tire, change your oil, and put a new set of Michelins on your car. If you want a Twinkie, you'll just have to keep on going. Thanks for the business. Hi, Mike Davis here with City Heating and Air, reminding you to always dare to compare. Our team provides quality local heating and air service, installation, and maintenance across East Tennessee. We use only the best equipment like American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning for your residential, new construction, or commercial needs. Honesty, dependability, and customer satisfaction have been the cornerstones of our business since 1961. City Heat and Air. There's your pair. This day in sports history. Putting things in perspective. Exclusively on Off the Hook Sports with Dave Hooker. You're so old. When you were a kid, rainbows were black and white. And Amanda LaFrada. You kids on the block just called. They wanted you as a backup dancer. (laughs) 
This Day in Sports History brought to you by Andy Mason, realestate.com. Andy Mason, a friend of mine and my realtor, don't go anywhere else if you're in Knoxville because it will cost you thousands of dollars not to go with Andy Mason. Andy Mason, realestate.com. Andy is simply fantastic. Over 40 years of experience in the real estate field. And he brings you this day in sports history, this day in Tennessee sports history. Thank you, Brittany. Certainly appreciate you sending that. And we will also the latest on the Jalen McCullough situation, which appears to maybe be resolved. So November the 1st, how in the world is it November? I do not know. But November the 1st, Tennessee defeated number 11 Georgia in Athens. First win by Georgia opponent dating back to 1965, ending an undefeated streak of 16 games. And then the Crossville Comet fullback Kurt Watson uh, ran for what was a record at the time, 197 yards. That's one of those guys that fans still absolutely love. Amanda, which is which is the Crossville Comet. That is one of the best nicknames in all of in all of Tennessee football lore. That is just a great nickname. I didn't even know about the Crossville Comet. 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 That was it's probably because he was born before your parents were. It's fair. <laughs> it's a big part of it. All right, uh, Brittany says it's my birthday month. I'm going to need Tennessee to continue showing out for you. That's right. That's I love that that that's where we are in America. We we not only celebrate weekends or weeks, months. Happy birthday, Brittany, from when you uh, joined us that uh, one time on the show. I'm gonna guess 22. That's where my guess is. All right. So why? Um, okay. So this is by Trey Wallace of Outkick. So give kudos to him. Tennessee's Jalen McCullough cleared to play after new evidence. Uh, sheds lights. Now, this is back to the this is the original. This is the being cleared by the, the it's sp- not the student board. So, the student conduct board cleared him, right? But this one is he's being cleared by an independent board at Tennessee. So, and also his lawyer is <clears throat> putting in a new motion to completely basically dismiss the charges. Because um, the evidence showed that actually Warren Burrell was there as well. And he and both McCullough and Burrell tried to get the, you know, alleged victim to leave. And the guy tried to re-enter the apartment for a second time. And McCullough assumed that the guy was breaking and entering, which it seems like maybe he was, because if it's twice you try to enter the wrong apartment, you got problems. So an independent, it says, McCullough has now been cleared to play by an independent review board at Tennessee, but this review board is not connected to the student conduct board. So the student conduct board cleared him to play, and now this other review board or student conduct conduct board cleared him without having any kind of he didn't need any repercussions for his actions or whatever but now this independent review board at tennessee has cleared him to play and his lawyer is now pushing to basically get it dismissed interesting 
Um, that update brought to you by Nutrition World. Nutrition World is the best in supplements. You don't know what you're going to get from those acronym places that sell supplements. I'll just go, hey, you want to try that? See if it works. Come back and tell me. Not with, uh, not with Nutrition World. Nutrition World has the best supplements, and uh, they are absolutely vetted as far as their suppliers, and you're going to know where your supplements are coming from and that they're safe. Go to nutritionw.com, nutritionw.com, and you will be very glad that you did. So, so Eric saying any of us would do the same as Jalen did if some drunk guy just walked into our apartment house or whatever. I know I would do the same as Jalen did. I mean, the guy's like he didn't get shot. Uh, yeah, I'm just saying, and apparently. According to to the statement given by you know McCullough, Warren Burrell was there as well, and is also a witness to what happened and the fact that they both the guy entered the apartment twice. Well, the twice is a big deal to me. Now let's let's be sure and point out that Warren Burrell would have a vested interest. He's friends with Jalen, so but I will say this about Josh Heupel. And I was pretty critical at the time going way back with Philip Fulmer. I thought he let some discipline issues go unfettered. And I, I, I think that the fact that Tennessee kicked two players off of their team really quickly in August or over the summer is a sign that Josh Heupel is not going to tolerate that. And it's a sign that he doesn't think he has to because his team's good enough where you don't have to be desperate. The, the old saying that Philip Fulmer used to have, and I'm not knocking him, okay? I mean, he won a national championship, but the old, the old saying was, it's the Jimmys and Joes, not the X's and O's. Well, with Philip, that was probably 80% true. and It was 80% Jimmys and Joes, 20% scheme. With Josh Heupel, I think it's more along the lines of what makes him special of 70% the X's and O's, about 30% the Jimmy's and Joe's. And I think he's proving that week in and week out. I think it's almost 100% flipped. Yeah. And I, I've said this about Josh Heupel, and I think you were right about him not, maybe the administration was kind of stepping in on this McCullough situation because I think Heupel would have played McCullough, and I think he would have been right in doing so. So... <clears throat> with that being said, he seems to me like I've compared him to Nick Saban before. They're completely different, you know, minded coaches. One's offensive, one's defensive. But his actions and the way he takes up for his players and the way that he, you know, what he's doing at Tennessee and turning it around in such a short amount of time, they really do remind me of each other. Now, Nick Saban is smaller and angrier, and we know that. But Hypel. <laughs> just the way they go to bat for their players, but also that they're not afraid of disciplining them when they need disciplining. So, and I know a lot of people will talk about Jermaine Burton and all that stuff. Again, more to the situation and more to the story than we know, just like here with Jalen McCullough, more to the situation, more to the story than, than we know. So to me, they're very similar. Orange blood saying, Dave, could Hypo take your and beat his and vice versa? Yes. That, in other words, could you take the other team's players and oh. win if if you if you flip if you switch rosters? Now, 
I say that, but let's not undermine what these players have done because they believe in Josh Heupel. They have, they, a lot of those guys have a good chip on their shoulder. Okay. The guys that have sat through a lot of bad years, the guys like, um, you know, Cedric Tillman, who had to sit through a lot of bad years, Hinton Hooker transfers, uh, you know, that all those guys, Rue McCoy transfers. I mean, they have good chips on their shoulders. So let's not, let's not devalue that in any shape, form or fashion. But do I think, okay, so if, if rosters are equal, what coach are you taking over Josh Heupel today, November the 1st, 2022? If I'm rosters not, are equal. If rosters are equal. And they're, they're playing Madden and they're playing with the same teams. Who are you taking? They can do, well, not Madden because they don't have play designs like that. But you could... Um, you could design your own plays and all of that. Jalen Hott's a great story as well. He's one that's um, uh, more of appreciative than a chip on his shoulder, I would say. But, yeah, that's a great one. Um, it, I mean, who do you think could outcoach Josh Heupel right now, November the 1st, 2022? I'm, I'm still going to give Nick Saban credit. I'll give that. Nine. I think we'll know about Kirby Smart on Saturday. Does Kirby have something special that he can do to get pressure on Hendon Hooker? I don't think so. No. I'm leaning, I'm leaning towards – I mean, I think you do have to realize that what, what you have at Tennessee and get ready because the NFL teams are going to come calling. You have something really, really special, I believe. And, and I said in the summer, I wasn't maybe as convinced yet as you were, Amanda, but I remember saying – I think that he could be special. Yeah. And and there were there were two things, two reasons I thought, <clears throat> I thought it was play design, tempo, offense, all that. That was one. And the other, I just thought the players really believed in him. Yeah, that's underrated, I think. I think that's a, a very underrated where people, they kind of glance over that part. Oh, yeah, the players believe in him. No, it takes a lot to make those – all of those different personalities, all of those different egos, all of those different, you know, backgrounds and upbringings and all that stuff. It takes a lot for a coach to be able to bring all of those people together, especially as soon as Heifel's done it. I mean, two years, like this is insane to bring all of those, those personalities together and make every member of that team want to play for you. Because I know, again, Nick Saban can do it. Who else out there can do that? There's not many. Kevin said Lincoln Riley. That's very fair. Um, I mean, I think that Lincoln Riley just purely X's and O's. I'm not saying. And he hasn't hired as good of a defensive coordinator. I mean, part of that's a sales job, man. To go to a defensive coordinator and say, hey, you want to be a defensive coordinator coordinator when I'm running 8,000 plays a game on offense? A lot of dudes are like, no, thanks. I'm good. Well, they're going to have to change that because that's how everybody's going to start running. Yeah, they're going to start running a lot of tempo. I I still think there will be one team, and I think Sam Pittman is kind of showing this at Arkansas, That, but you have to be at an elite program to have elite talent. I think there will be a team that flips it. But, you know, I've said that about the NBA for a long time, and it hasn't happened. You know, the, the fact that, Giannis Antetokounmpo is shooting three pointers is evidence that I was probably wrong 
because I keep waiting for some team to say, hey, we're going to throw it down in the post, like a Kevin McHale style. I'm going old school, uh, James Worthy, um, and he's going to have his back to the basket and score points. I keep thinking there's going to be a college football team that's going to control clock and play great defense, but I just don't know that the rules are set up like that. The same way, if I can continue the parallel, the three-point line. What the, the best shot in basketball is the open three. The second best shot statistically is drive to the hoop and hopefully get an and one or get fouled. The third, maybe worse, I could probably come up with a, say, half-court shot, but the worst shot is the mid-range jumper for two. Maybe yeah. that's just, I mean. Unless the rules change to benefit defenses and maybe they will I don't know unless the rules change there's not going to be a lot of defensive play in college football I mean that's just that's just true we're not going to see defense be dominant again in college football defense used to win championships doesn't anymore no and and really it's crazy to say this but it was most apparent when Nick Saban hired Lane Kiffin. Yep. If you remember, that was the middle of the season, and that's when the best coach in college football said, hey, this guy got cast off from Southern California. This guy has a terrible reputation, but I'm going to hire him anyway as an analyst, and then elevated him to coordinator. That was the watershed moment in college football, if you really want to look at it, because some people were doing what Lane did, and Lane ran pro-style. Give – Again, give Lane Kiffin and Josh Heupel a lot of credit. Because of what happened in their careers and their missteps or failures, and with Josh Heupel, that would be Oklahoma getting fired there, which I don't think was necessarily his fault. But if you look at that, Amanda, because of what happened there, those guys went out and changed their game. You know, yeah. Lane, ran, Lane ran pro style at Southern Cal. Um, not the second time, but um, way back when, when he was the offense coordinator. So uh, Eric says offense wins championships, and that's great for Tennessee because Tennessee has one of the best offensive minds in college football right now. I agree. The best. I wouldn't say one of the best. I would say the best. Strong stuff. And that's why I said that Brent Venables was a terrible hire at Oklahoma. And Oklahoma. That's true. Yeah, fans. I mean, that. Your, your program, I, I think that people need to understand, and I'm going to get off my soapbox after this. You, you build a program around something. Tennessee in practice, when they're running tempo all the time, then that's less time that the defense gets to see against the ones because they can't, you can't run that much tempo on both sides of the ball. So they don't. And I've, you know, I've talked to our guys about it, uh, Cooper and Jacob. I mean, they play ones versus ones, you know, very, very limited during the season. I mean, that wasn't the case back when. So your program is built around a philosophy, and the philosophy is offense. So if you hire a Brent Benables, you can say, oh, yeah, he's going to hand it off to the offensive coordinator. And sure, that's what Nick Saban did with Lane Kiffin, but Nick Saban – is smarter than Brent Venables, <laughs> just to be real honest. Well, I, I mean, he's, I mean, it's not close. No. I mean, if Brent Venables, Brent Venables couldn't sleep at night if he said, 
I'm going to hand it off to an offensive coordinator who's going to run 80 plays a game. And he probably can't sleep at night because that's what they tried to do, and that's why it's not working. So there's a fundamental issue there. Man, Oklahoma is not having a good year, and not just Oklahoma. Oklahoma State, both teams in Oklahoma got goose-egged this season. Yeah. Goose egg. Like, I think 49 to nothing on both of them. Yeah. Owl's Nest Barbecue, when you're driving through Ottawa, is a great place to stop by and say hello because they've got fantastic barbecue sauces and rubs and they've got the Green Mountain Grills that are absolutely unparalleled. That is Owl's Nest Barbecue right there in Ottawa. And they, along with Craft Treats, will bring you our message board bingo so you'll get to choose whether you would like uh, something from craft treats or owl's nest barbecue and i do love me some craft treats by the way so forgot to give the dog the chill pills um a couple nights ago and after six jumps he couldn't get up on the bed so i felt really bad like i dropped the ball helped him up on the bed uh and i gave him the chill pills yesterday yeah yesterday and he jumped right up on the bed first drop wow oh i wanted to tell you something about craft treats too last night we had in our neighborhood i mean people you come and drop away, you gave away drop dog treats i did craft treats i, I oh. not the chill pills though because i don't know how people want to live with their dogs you know what i'm saying like i'm not sure if they want cbd so or whatever some dogs may not want it they might need it but they don't, may not want it so I gave them the little um, cheesy straw things and loved it. I mean, just chomp, 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 chomp. Like gobbled it up. What did they do? Chomp, 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 chomp. Crafttreats.com. Don't forget you save 20% at checkout with the exclusive code off the hook. Check it out off the hook. And um, they bring you along with Alice Ness Barbecue message board bingo. You'll get to decide what you win. Here's the way it works. Amanda LaFrada. We'll read a post on a message board. If you can tell me which school that message board post is on, then you'll win a either something from Craft Treats or something from Alice Nest Barbecue. So how awesome is that? It is time for message board. Bingo, boom. Offer Kiffin $200 million. Auburn. Hugh Freeze, question mark. This was posted at 10.39 p.m. on Saturday, so I find that hilarious because somebody's been in the sauce. I think it's Auburn. It's not Auburn. Oh, Smoky Mountain Red said Auburn. Eric said Auburn. Lyman Holt. Welcome, Lyman. I don't think I've seen you post before. We appreciate you being a part of the program. Like, share, and subscribe. Don says Hawaii. Don picks Hawaii every day. I'm going to find a Hawaii one, Don. It's not Auburn. Can we get it? Uh, Eric says Ole Miss. No. I don't know. It's SEC. It is SEC. Mm -hmm. No more? No more guesses? No more guesses. We got a Texas A&M. We got an Ole Miss. Texas A&M. Texas A&M. There we go. We had a Nebraska. All right. So we've, we've got a winner. Uh, congratulations. Email me. I'm going to put my email right here so we can hook you up with good stuff. Um, and just let me know if you would prefer. You got three options. You got 
something awesome from Owl's Nest Barbecue. You've got craft treats as well. And don't forget to go to crafttreats.com. Use that promo code off the hook for 20% off any purchase, the chill pills or otherwise. The chill pills are great for anxiety or arthritis or digestive issues. And or you can win a hooker t-shirt. We still got some of those hanging around. You're try making- it again Tuesday. Oh, try it again Tuesday. Forgot. Yeah. Yeah. Try it again Tuesday. Who is that? My try it again Tuesday is going to be Virginia Tech. Okay. Um, and I started that off and then stopped it because I have them as try it again. Hendon Hooker's not your quarterback. You didn't treat him right. Stop trying to claim him with the Heisman, with the H-E-I-S, with the Tennessee and Orange and M-A-N, with the Virginia. Is that a thing? Yes, it's a thing. Stop it. Stop it, Virginia Tech. You can't claim him as your Heisman winner when you did him dirty. So stop it. No. Bad. No. Try it again, Virginia Tech. Get your own Heisman quarterback. Just saying. I'm going to say try it again. And you you wore a prison outfit yesterday. But I'm going to go back to the Michigan State thing. So there were still some videos that surfaced that makes it even worse. And I am not making any excuses for the Michigan State players that beat down a couple of Michigan players in the tunnel. But how about try it again? There's just one. I thought there were two. Well, I know one's lawyered up. Yeah, one is lawyered up. No. My try it again Tuesday, how about this, is to whoever designed that stadium where you have to come in and out together. What are we going to hold hands and uh, just scream and yell kumbaya? I mean, what? Oh, it's football. I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm not making excuses for any of those Michigan State players, but I'm betting you and it's kind of happened with Penn State, although it was like a sophomoric type of joke is what Jim Harbaugh called it at uh, Michigan. But I'm betting you this probably happened in the 60s, 70s, and 80s when there weren't cell phone cameras. It happened to Ohio State last season. I mean, I've seen videos of Ohio State. And, like, it wasn't like a beatdown or anything else. But really, and I'm not trying to sound like the, you know, the girl with the short skirts asking for it. I'm not trying to do that, but you're asking for it when (laughs) you have a tunnel with 18 to 22 year olds going through playing game against each other. That's physical. You're asking for it when one of them loses. I mean, I'm sorry. And no, you should be able to be able like to handle yourself better than that, but just make it a non thing. Make it go in different areas. Like, I don't know why that's a thing. Uh, this isn't a professional one. football. Here's a good one. Try it again Tuesday. Kentucky needs to try their bye week again. <laughs> Remember all the talk about Kentucky's bye week headed in Tennessee, how much that would help? It did not. Try it again Tuesday is brought to you by Viles Automotive Group. Viles Automotive Group right there on Callahan. With Viles Automotive Group, here's what you need to know. They want, they need, they appreciate your business, and they are all about integrity, so you don't have to try it again if you go to Viles Automotive Group. They are simply that awesome. I want to thank City Heating and Air Conditioning as well in uh, North Knoxville and Bassey Lawn and Garden right there in Cleveland. Man Alive, it's worth the drive. Have a fantastic day, everyone. Uh, Coming up on the YouTube channel, we will have Josh Ward. Uh, of the sports animal in Knoxville. He's fantastic. And we'll also 
We're excited to uh, say that we will have Ron Slay on tomorrow and uh, all kinds of good stuff. So check it out. Like, share, and subscribe. We greatly appreciate that. She's Amanda LaFrada. I'm Dave Hooker. This has been a presentation of Off Thug Sports.